Hi, this is Holly from Tiny Ruins, and we are going to be talking about our new album, Ceremony. It's been quite a few years since your last album came out. What's changed for you since 2019, and what's it like looking back on Olympic Girls? It usually takes me quite a long time before I circle back around and listen to something. So I haven't listened to Olympic Girls in a very long time. But the way I think of that album is that it was quite ambitious. Yeah, quite kind of like a sprawling, uh, quite complicated and um, quite epic album. Like I'm proud of it. And I, I think with that album, I probably felt like it's now or never in terms of whether Tiny Ruins was going to be able to kind of keep being sustainable and you know whether we were going to be able to keep the band together and like whether we could survive kind of a thing and so I put a lot of hopes and dreams on Olympic Girls and I think yeah I think of it as like this 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 tricky third album that that I tried really, really hard to sort of have it like take us to another level. <laughs> and I don't I don't think it really did, but I mean, I, in some ways it did, but I think this album that we've now made is kind of a, a response to that in some ways. Olympic Girls was written during a time of like real stability in my life and so although like some people might see Olympic Girls as this quite moody, um, uh, melancholic kind of an album, um, it actually came from kind of a place of like real happiness and kind of joy and yeah I guess like a song like One Million Flowers is the best way of describing the feeling for the whole album which is sort of like a blossoming and a kind of like overabundance. I went from a period of touring and traveling a lot with that album and then coming home and kind of like rediscovering some kind of like stability or something in my life, I don't know, going into my 30s. Whereas Ceremony is almost the opposite. Ceremony was written also over a period of probably four years, um, three or four years, so kind of from the, the end of Olympic Girls when we were mixing that. Um, and, and finishing that record, I started writing the material for Ceremony. But yeah, it was a really different thing. I, mean, I was living in a completely different place, for instance. I had moved back out west Auckland to uh, South Titidangi at the time, and now I live in Langholm. And you know, from going from like living in a flat with several people to becoming, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it other than older and like living with my partner and then adopting a couple of dogs and living you know living in the bush out west is kind of what happened with ceremony i guess the background to the writing of these songs probably about half of them was that I went through a really hard, difficult year of like personal loss 
and that was while we were still mixing Olympic Girls. And so I wrote down a lot of lyrics, or I wrote down what I thought of, you know, I thought of them as kind of poems or like just thoughts. And uh, I would revisit them occasionally, but for, for a couple of years while we released and toured Olympic Girls, I couldn't set them to music. The, the, the words were really tricky for me to confront, and I just found it difficult to sit down with a guitar at all for like a couple of years. And then, like you say, so much has happened in the last four years, and so we came back very beginning of 2020, and then the pandemic hit, and I was planning on kind of starting to write new songs, and it meant that I sort of unearthed these these lyrics that I'd written a couple of years before, and that's when I started piecing piecing the songs together with music. went to this carriage in Raglan, this train carriage, and stayed there for maybe three nights when the first lockdown eased and I tried to finish like the majority of the album writing the songs in this train carriage. <laughs> Sounds odd and it was odd but that's kind of what I remember about it. It was just it was really intense. I didn't have I didn't have internet out there and I just kind of stayed in this train carriage like I didn't leave you know I didn't, apart from to like microwave a pizza or something and I just became yeah I just became really intensely focused on all of the, the scraps of songs that I had and it did I remember feeling like oh there is a bit of a it's coming together like you know you kind of know when you've got the the bones of the album right and like you know maybe you're at the seven or the eight song mark and you just know that you're kind of almost there and you can kind of see how it's building that was the writing side of it and then the recording side of it was really like the total opposite the the recording side was super light you know once I got past the the awkwardness of playing the demos to the band for the first time and once we were playing through the songs a couple of times and like deciding how to record them, it was a really kind of joyful, lovely thing to be in a room together again playing music because we'd been kind of separated for a long time. And yeah, so the, the writing was, was kind of almost opposite to the recording in terms of the feeling of it. Where was it that you recorded it? So we recorded it at Tom Healy's studio, Parkland Studios at the lab. And that's where we've recorded the last three albums. It's a small space, it's also a practice room, so it's sort of like home, you know, you go down there and it's like some familiar, familiar feelings of <laughs> the lab. And a lot of the time I remember we, we did it quite strategically with this one in terms of DIing a lot of the electric guitar and recording two of us in one room and two of us in the mixing room um, so like Alex and Cass would lay down the bass and the drums in the tracking room and then Tom and I would be on 
electric guitars and vocals and in the mixing room. This is from memory and so it kind of divided the sound a little bit. That's why a lot of the guitar tones are like this kind of noodly 70s kind of, you know, there's no amps um, really on the album. That's a really interesting kind of way to record if you're a guitar band. <laughs> but I, I think it gives the record a, a kind of an intimate feeling. to hear about the tracks now let's start at the top with dogs dreaming dogs dreaming um this was the last song that i wrote for the record and i went to afi to peninsula to really like this was after the <laughs> the train carriage sessions to to really like finish the last two or three songs on the, on the album and i had the, the the guitar part and the pre-chorus and a chorus and like you know parts of the verse for dogs dreaming but it, it it didn't connect to anything it felt disconnected from me because I had this idea of writing this song about a comedian <laughs> it was just this kind of story song that I that I really wanted to achieve I guess I was like I just have this vision of this comedian like he's in a motel and he's waiting to do his show that night but he's really sad and <laughs> it was just a silly, a silly idea that I couldn't like let go of for a long time, and I tried to make dogs dreaming like the story. But um, when I was over on Afitu Peninsula, trying to finish songs, uh, that's when I was like, oh no, I need to write it about you know me, and it needs to respond to the other song. And so that's why it's um, you know I took myself away to the other side of the bay. So it became quite like, okay, I'm just going to write about what I'm doing right now. I took myself away to the other side of the bay where I've never been. Laid out in golden green, corrugated old ravine where the flax seeds sway. When the wind it grew too strong, I've been out there for too long trying to rein it in. Thinking, is this more than enough? Like the dogs in their dreams, pause no wind to run. The body knows what it needs, like the beat. Knows the drive. Don't tell me what I already know. Don't tell me what I already know. 
find myself halfway across the sky to the smallest star. And I've a melody, blue moon, spell it broke too soon, just me in the car. I'm not a healer, nor a saint, I always didn't know what to paint in an empty room. This is more than enough Like the dogs in their dreams Pause no when to run The body knows what it means Like the beat knows the drum Don't tell me what I song that is representative of like how I demoed most of the songs first before you know and when I introduced them to the band they're probably all in that like finger picking guitar acoustic like very folky vibe and Diving and Soaring was the song that we most stuck to like that that sound that sparse um, minimalistic sound simple song but first verse was written a couple of years before the second verse was written i think of it as a yeah like a, it's a very personal song i think the idea for the album artwork kind of comes from the song is like a a decadent version of of me sitting on these rocks writing that second verse and um yeah i guess it's just representative of the album as a whole and this kind of songs responding to each other a little bit. I walk to a batter of blue powder across the sky streaks all separated scrambled yellow hair It was plain and still A dusting 
I live adjusting arms heavy with dribs and drabs. My heart was diving and soaring, with the seabirds flashing by. song that I wrote when I was living in South Titirangi and similarly to a couple of the other songs it's kind of about a storm coming in you know a storm is brewing and the weather's changing and it's kind of like metaphorically taking over <laughs> the headspace and the I, I, I remember when I wrote this song I had my heart set on this chorus that I ended up not feeling convinced that the lyrics worked so we ended up having the bass do the the chorus line which is the da 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 that's the um that was the chorus that i originally sang and then i just was like i think cash should do a bass solo <laughs> instead um this was really fun to record I remember there was a point where it felt like line dancing, like <laughs> I don't know why I had that feeling, like whether there was something in there that that we took out or like what it was, but it felt like it was too much like line dancing and we needed to bring a bit more like funk or something to it or groove. So maybe more percussion was added or something, but yeah, it makes me laugh because I still think of line dancing a little bit. 
like Dorothy Bay was a strong song and a strong you know strong sound and maybe was a really good foil or a good contrast to The Crab which was the first song we released and I think the sounds on the album are quite different you know each song is quite different from each other and so we wanted to to give that feeling with like the songs we released first. Dorothy Bay is also to me it's like the song that kind of encapsulates the whole record the most in terms of its um, story of kind of like me being pulled along the pavement by these two wayward dogs that I've somehow managed <laughs> to adopt and they're like taking me on a walk every day and um, it's a real change in my life, you know, to, to suddenly be responsible for two animals and the the way that my life kind of changed with that and 
the relationship between being in one place, kind of discovering like where you live in in a much more detailed way than before. Having a dog is like that you have to take them around the neighborhood for walks and you just notice things more from the place that you you live in. I grew up around this area as well and so some of it is a little bit of a like sort of coming home in a way.
thought that it was quite an unusual song. Tom Healy really championed this one. I had I had reservations about having it as a single, but I did always think that it would make a good final song because there's something about it that's quite like a sense of closure or a sense of finality or something. And then once I decided that the album was going to be called Ceremony, it made even more sense to finish with that as the, you know, the final word. <laughs> Ceremony! But um, I think part of it was the time of year that we decided we were going to release the first song, which was late January. And so I had this feeling of, like, summer, everyone's going to still be on holiday, probably no one's going to notice that we release a song. Why don't we just release one of the weirdo songs on the record? <laughs> and maybe it was also I felt like the crab is such as a song about vulnerability, right? And like being exposed. I think there was something about like quietly releasing it at a time when maybe everyone was on holiday, and it made me feel a little bit less <laughs> exposed. I don't know. It was yeah. That's a bit of a psychological analysis for you, but. There's, yeah, there's something scary about releasing new material and maybe that first one was the right one to do first, I don't know. Around the cove walking, that's where I found him Upside down in the leaving tide Spun out and prone, the crab lay there reaching Casting off his hardened shell I said, dude I think I know how you're feeling You know it's plain for all to see You cannot help But speak about it are inside and now With translucency Chance. 
This is Holly from Tiny Ruins, and you're listening to Totally Wired on BFM.